0: Hey there, welcome to episode 41 of the Untangling Life podcast. I'm Rachel, and I'm so glad you're here. Last episode, we began a brief little two-part series, Hope Has Come, and we talked about where hope begins. I hope you'll go back and listen to that episode, but as we follow through today, we are on part two where hope rests. Much of our discussion last episode began with expectations. Are expectations a struggle for you? Why or why not? And so I wanted to share something that happened to me. I don't know about you, but I do not like to go grocery shopping. I just feel like grocery shopping is work. And Because I don't really enjoy it, I try to make a game out of it. Now, I know that sounds silly, but I've just found that if I don't enjoy something, I find a way to enjoy it. I also like to give myself a prize. I know, I know it's not anything grand and glorious, but one day when I went to the grocery store, I decided that if I could get all the groceries, stay within my budget and get them purchased by one hour's worth of time, then I would get myself a treat. Now, this was years ago, and it wouldn't be just any treat. No, this would be a cold A&W root beer. Now, I don't know about you, but when I get a pop, soda, whatever you call it, based on where you're located... (laughs) I like to get a can. I think that it tastes better in the can than it does in a bottle. That's just me. I also like to only get one can. So I don't buy a 12 pack in the store. My prize for this particular grocery shopping trip was going to be to get a can of A&W root beer in the machine outside the store. As you can imagine, this was a while ago because the way you got the pop out of the machine at this time was to put your two quarters in. And so I finished the grocery shopping trip and I stayed within my budget and out came my two quarters to put into the machine. I slipped the two quarters in and clink, clank, clunk, I thought that I was getting an ice cold root beer. But much to my surprise, I looked down and instead of a root beer, I had a bird. Yes, it was a bird. And there was a man by the carts who worked for the store and he looked at me and I looked at him and he said, no one will ever believe this. A bird came out of the machine. Apparently, who knew that birds need to get warm in the winter, and so they often crawl up into pot machines so that they can stay warm. Needless to say, I knocked the bird out of his warm place. However, I still got my root beer. Sometimes life can be really unexpected, and sometimes we're just looking in the wrong place for what God has coming. As we discussed in the previous episode of Hope Has Come, the beginning of hope was not exactly where the Jews expected to find him. And while they knew the prophecy, they knew that Jesus would be coming for them, and they had these expectations, their perspective on the expectations is what was twisted. However, this week we're looking at where hope rests, and in Luke 2, verses 22 to 36, I want you to listen to the passage as we look at someone who did have his expectations in the right place. His hope was fully prepared. Luke two twenty two through 36. And when the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of Him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Israel. In the previous episode, we talked about the expectations of the Jews and where they were looking for Jesus. I encouraged you to look at where you are looking for Jesus in this season, just as I think to myself that very same thought: Where am I looking for Jesus? When I look at these two incredible people in the Bible, Simeon and Anna were both fully looking for Jesus and they were waiting. These two precious people were holding on to hope. Simeon held the promise of hope in his heart. And then imagine what it was like to hold the promise of hope in his arms as he held Jesus. That day in the temple, Anna held a posture of hope in the temple. She was worshiping night and day, fasting and praying. And then when she put her eyes on Jesus for the first time, she held a position of hope in his presence. She spoke to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. She knew that he was the Christ child. There are some practical habits of hope that we can learn from Simeon and Anna today. Real quickly, just four practical habits. Do right. Do right. Simply do the next right thing. Be steadfast. Don't move. Stay faithful to the Lord. Know the Spirit of God. Recognize that the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of you and then fast and pray. Be dedicated to the practice of what God has called you to do in order to commune with him, to be close to him. Romans 15, 4 is sort of the hall of hope. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. All throughout the chapter of Romans 15, hope is mentioned multiple times. What happens when we don't keep these habits of hope? We sort of rehome our hope. In my book, One More Step, I talk about how important it is where we lay our hope, where we allow our hope to rest. When we place our hope in things, we get discouraged, right? The new car loses its smell. You look around one day and realize the whole house needs a big magic eraser. You know, things don't last. Colossians 3, 1 and 2 tells us, If you were raised in Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. That's why when we put our hope in things, we get so discouraged. We look around and we see things that are broken. We see problems. And hope in things leaves us in a place of discouragement. There's another place that we sometimes will rehome our hope. We will put our hope not in things, but in people. And when we put our hope in people, what happens? We're often disappointed, right? Romans 5, 5 tells us now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts. By the Holy Spirit who was given to us. That is the same Holy Spirit that walked with Simeon, that revealed to him who Jesus Christ was, that led him to the temple at the exact right time. And so putting our hope in people, we will always wind up disappointed in some way because our hope is not designed to be placed in people. And then another place we often will rest our hope is in ourselves, right? We try to think we can pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and do this thing. And I am convinced that when I put my hope in myself, I wind up in the worst situation, not just discouraged, not just disappointed, but often devastated. Bands one six says, being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work on you, he's the one who will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. And so when we put our hope in ourselves, we're devastated. We ourselves are not designed to hold such a commodity of hope. It is Christ who does the work in us, God who does the work in us, and our hope can only safely be placed in Christ. When we do that, we discover that we're delivered. First Peter 1, 3-5 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away reserved in heaven for you who were kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. There is hope for the world today. That hope is found lying in a manger, but thankfully that hope didn't stay there. Jesus is our hope because he died on the cross for us and not only because he died on the cross for us, but because he rose again, that same spirit who rose Jesus from the dead lives in us today. Cory Timboom has said if you look at the world, you'll be distressed. If you look within you'll be depressed, but if you look at Christ, you'll be at rest. I want to encourage you in this season, Romans 15, 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is my prayer for you today. Until next time, God sees you and knows your need. and even hear about how one VIP passenger made a hard-working pilot get emotional before his flight. To start listening to the Story Behind podcast, visit lifeaudio.com or search Story Behind on your favorite podcast platform.